0: Summer Skate Studios, West.com presents the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast, brought to you by Liberty University. Bring your faith and your game to the premier ACHA M1 program on the East Coast. See us at liberty.edu. Behind the Mask and behind the Mask.com, your hockey superstore with three valley locations and across the country at BehindTheMask.com. Central Oklahoma University, a top-ranked education and an elite college hockey experience. For more information, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas or 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson for lunch or catering your next office party. We are the best of barbecue Las Vegas style. UNLV Hockey. Follow the Skate and Rebels Championship Quest. For tickets and schedule information, go to rebelhockey.com. Topgolf, play around, food, fun, golf, something for everyone at topgolf.com. Adrian College, Championship Hockey Culture and a Nationally Rated Small Private School Education at adrianbulldogs.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and casinos with Caesars Rewards members can enjoy rates as low as $10 a room. University of Arizona Hockey, be a part of building not just a championship culture, but the future. Visit ArizonaWildcatHockey.org. Summer Skates, order your koozies or shower shoes at summerskates.com and show your game in comfort and style. San Diego State University Hockey, Sun, sand, and hockey, as well as a top-flight education at sdsu.edu and sdsuhockey.com. Jets Pizza. Go to jetspizza.com to find the location near you and create your own unique pizza with all of our different crusts and fresh toppings. And Oklahoma University Hockey, the action you crave only faster at ouhockey.net. The American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 podcast is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh.
1: All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans, anywhere that you may be joining us tonight. Scott Strandy back in Palm Springs, California tonight. My co-host is always, though, in that beautiful, vibrant city of Las Vegas, Nevada, Stephen Marsh. Stephen, how are you?
2: doing okay i'm doing all right you're doing okay (laughs)
1: i'm doing okay
2: just another run run of the mill wednesday
1: (laughs) oh you are so full of it today you are so full of it uh i was up in las vegas last night you were inside the building you
2: were in vegas yesterday
1: yeah didn't you know (laughs) <laughs> uh, I was in Vegas and you were inside T-Mobile. I don't think you got out of there till after midnight and it was well worth it. Am I right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I usually don't stay up that late, but I think last night warranted staying up a little bit later and uh, and uh, soaking in everything that took place there and getting a, a Stanley seeing the Golden Knights win a Stanley Cup is, uh, is certainly a good good enough reason and And all the stuff had wrapped up for a while, but I was doing some stuff and then we did it. You were just soaking it in, admit it. You were just soaking it in. So there was stuff going on, but, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, soaking it in and stuff. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's quite exciting for sure. And, you know, a day later now, I'm still thinking about it, going through videos and stuff that I took and just seeing stuff on the news today about it. And just, it's just still, I guess, hasn't fully set in that, that. (laughs) <laughs> and I love what Gary Bettman said yesterday. He said Las Vegas is a championship city, and uh, and that's certainly the case.
1: Did I tell you that it might take a little while to set in? Did I not?
2: You did. You said it'd probably take a, a little, a few months to s- settle. And I, I think I think it'll set. It'll set. Uh, in yeah probably down the road maybe when the the next season starting opening night when they're doing their, their ring ceremony and banner raising and that that probably be a moment there and and uh you know because right now it's just the season's ended you just kind of think okay and and then but then everything that goes with being champions and and they're gonna have the parade this, this saturday that'll be probably another surreal moment and then as i said next season the first game when they have the they get the rings and the ceremony and the banner raising that'll just be another whoa moment and stuff like that. So, um, you know, those are sort of the moments that'll kind of, kind of realize it then. Maybe.
1: Yeah, I I totally hear you on that. Um, I'm still here waiting to see if the Coachella Valley Firebirds will join the party, so to speak, uh, with a Calder Cup championship. But um, tonight, it's Wednesday night, which means it's time for the American Collegiate Hockey Top Twenty Podcast. And we've got a great guest on tonight. We've, we've been going through this list of Team USA coaches and, and gotten uh, Gary Stollis and got his thoughts and got Michael Overe and his thoughts. Well, tonight, we're bringing on the head coach from Indiana Tech. Frank DeCristofaro is with us. And Frank, you got Scott and Stephen with you. First of all, thanks so much for connecting and hanging out with us tonight.
3: Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it.
1: Okay, let's start right here. For everybody out here in the West, Frank, uh, we switched our podcast uh, this year um, from to cover the Western Collegiate Hockey League because that's where we're located pretty much. But um, I had a chance to visit with Steven and I told him, uh, you know what? I think the top 20 teams in ACHA hockey need a little more recognition. So we changed the name about a month and a half ago or so to the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 so that we can give more attention to the teams that play really, really good, well and carry themselves well. And doggone it, all season long last year, Frank, I was saying, what's going on with the Indiana Tech? Why are they not higher? 35 and whatever the heck you were, that's a phenomenal season. So congratulations on that. Tell our listeners about Indiana Tech Warrior Hockey.
3: Yep. Uh, can you hear me, guys? I don't know if my mic's on. Yep.
1: Yep, I heard okay. you loud and clear.
3: Uh, so I so you know as as far as our record goes, I think I think we had a really good season. Um, one of the unique things about um, kind of our conference overall is that it's it's controlled by athletic directors in schools. Uh, we're we're a conference of, of NAIA schools, so it's it can be difficult for uh, a lot of non conference competition. Uh, we've, we've been working through kind of our conference schedule and things like that to kind of branch out. And I think we've kind of made some headway with that. Uh, you know, as, as far as, as we go last year, you know, like I said, it can be, it can be a challenge sometimes, um, to, I guess, get, get exposure for our guys, for lack of a better term, uh, to different conferences. But, you know, for this upcoming year, uh, we get to travel to Maryville, uh, you know, we have Adrian on the schedule, so hopefully we're able to kind of branch out, like I said, and, uh, you know, some people can, can kind of see the brand of hockey that we play.
1: Frank, did you just finish up year number nine as the head coach uh, at Indiana tech? Have I got that correct?
3: Uh, yes. Yep. That's correct.
1: All right. And you, you've got, uh, somebody that's pretty close to you as an assistant coach. Is that still correct? <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh he, yes i did um he uh he did uh f- officially retire not uh not <laughs> this year but uh my dad uh, uh last season uh it, it was just he felt that it was a good time to to kind of pump the brakes and enjoy time with with my mom at home um but he he was he's been a fountain of knowledge uh i know that uh, you know maybe gary may have spoke on it before but uh, we're all from kind of the same area in, in southeast Michigan, Detroit. Uh, my dad's, uh, our families, Gary and, and mine have known each other coming up and uh, he, he has been a resource for me. It still is. Uh, I'm able to, to give him a call and pick his brain. Uh, he, he loves to chat hockey. He could chat hockey and, and things like that all day long
1: yeah that's good stuff that's good stuff steven jump in at any time if you've got something you want to ask uh coach and coach we're going to break this down a couple of different ways we're going to get into this romania thing because i'm fascinated by what you guys did over there so we'll get into that first um and then we'll talk a little bit more about uh warrior hockey because i as i said in the open uh, i think you guys just had a fantastic and you probably should have been higher um but you know what it is what it is and i know you guys will just play the teams in front of you if that uh is the way it goes so Let's talk about this. You guys made the trip uh, to Romania. Uh, we've talked with Gary. We've talked with Michael. I want to get your thoughts. What was the first thing you thought of when uh, Gary invited you to be assistant coach on this roster?
3: Uh, you know, humbled. Uh, I, I obviously have known Gary for a long time. Uh, I got to know Reeves, uh really well uh, over the course of this trip. Uh, but I, I was, it, it was a humbling thing. There's so many really good coaches in the ACHA now, and and uh, I, I was reading something the other day talking about how much better ACHA is from a player standpoint, from a coaching standpoint. There's a really, I don't want to call it a glut of talent, but there's a lot of coaching talent uh, at our level, and uh, to to for Gary to reach out to me and and kind of uh, assess my interest level to to go. Uh, it was humbling. I, I, I appreciate, you know, Gary was, uh, kind of the, the force behind this whole thing, you know, and he's, you know, he's as humble as they come. Like he won't take any credit, uh, for, for much, but he, he really put together strong, just overall structure from, from the staff, uh, support staff, everything, uh, everything that he recommended the search committee for, for players, uh, it, it was really, uh, he did a, he did a really good job. So of all the people that he could have asked when he asked me, I was, uh, I was humbled.
2: What was the best experience about being in Romania?
3: <laughs> oh, there's so many.
1: Um, <laughs> I like that chuckle to start there.
3: <laughs> yeah. So I think, uh, one of the, the, for me and, and all of our roles, I think on staff were, were different. Uh, I was sort of, a uh, ribs. So to kind of, obviously Gary had the last call for everything. Ribs did a really good job, uh, with video, really good analytics, really good. Like he's on the ball. And I was just kind of like, you know, the, I was an assistant coach and, you know, from being a head coach to you have like kind of this good assistant coach, like, uh, let's pump the guys up. Let's be everybody's hype guy. Let's go. You know, everything is good. We're, we're good. Um, that was, so that was kind of my role. And, and I think the, one of the coolest things, um, coming into, we had zero expectation, like we didn't know what to expect. Uh, and I think, you know, if you go into something like that with an open mind, that's kind of the best approach. Um, so, you know, really one of the coolest things was that, when we uh, i forget which game it was at this point uh, but we're exiting the the rink after our game and there was a there was a young man with his father and and in kind of broken english like it was it was uh Rives, gary and myself and gary was kind of leading point walking out of the of the building and this uh, the dad says oh team usa coach and and i think gary ended up getting uh, like a photo with with the kid. Uh, I don't remember exactly what it was, but that was a really cool moment because, you know, it, this was truly an international thing. It, w- it was, it was, uh, you know, a father and son moment. It was, Hey, this is, you know, look and see what you could be kind of moment. Um, and me having, having young kids, I could kind of connect with that. So for me, that was probably one of the, the coolest moments, trying to take it all in looking back.
1: Frank, I don't know if you've heard this or not, but um, when we visited with Gary and Rives, um, they, uh, they both gave us stories about FaceTiming back home and uh, where they went to, to call from the hallway and from the, from the couch. And, and they said, Frank had his own room. And then, uh, <laughs> then Rivs jumped in and said, hey, listen, I'm the rookie. Gary's a, a seasoned vet, but Frank is a Hall of Famer
3: oh no that's not that now i know you're lying that's not true at all <laughs> so that's exactly what he <laughs> told what, me that's what they, that's what he said <laughs> no i, I look it, the way uh yeah i mean we all had had uh FaceTime and I, I think you know you get to a point where uh you know each of us have have families now right it's it's kind of a fraternity and and you understand and and you know hey i gotta you know i, I gotta make this call because we had the time window was different right so Uh, we had to make calls at certain times before the kids went to bed and, and all of that. So it was, uh, I'll say this from, uh, uh, Frank had his own room. Brian Moran, I honestly, and I've known Brian for a long time, uh, was one of the behind the scenes workhorses of this, of this whole thing that maybe doesn't, he doesn't get talked about enough. Um, but one of the reasons I, I maybe quote unquote had my own room is because Brian was back and forth constantly, uh, getting jobs done essentially from the rink to, to where we were staying. So, uh, it was, it was at times like I had my own room, but like, it, it gave me not that I didn't respect him initially, but it gave me just this whole new respect for what Ryan actually does behind the scenes. Um, so from a uh, from a family calling standpoint, yeah, maybe I did get a little bit more time just in my room to FaceTime.
1: <laughs> well, they they said you were the Hall of Famer. so uh, we'll we'll go oh, with that. We'll man. leave it on that. Oh. Um, but I'll tell you, you know, going overseas like that, and and then Gary talked about you know having distant relatives or whatever from Hungary and and how it was kind of a fun thing for him and how about you did you have any ideas about what it was going to be like going over there any connections whatsoever
3: uh you know I I I really didn't uh like I said we were kind of taking it all in and really just supportive of each other I know Gary we were talking about kind of the different dishes and things like that lunch-wise and dinner-wise that were there and he's, uh, you know, Gary made mention. He's like, "Oh yeah, this is like Thanksgiving at my house," and uh, <laughs> it, so there, <laughs> there is like that the, those types of elements, uh, right? So uh, for me, like I said, going over there, um, one of the things that we did have to figure out was uh, where to get coffee in the morning, and we were able to find this uh, this coffee shop that was kind of uh, across the. Uh, there's this little like ravine uh, out back of where. So and with a bridge over, and you know that coffee shop ended up being kind of like a pre-scout film HQ for us, which was kind of cool. Um, But that was uh, it was from a experience standpoint, expectation standpoint. uh, I I'm glad that that Gary offered me the opportunity. Uh, I'm glad that it was with Gary and Rives. These two guys were, uh, I I mean they were workhorses, and you know not in my opinion is, is enough is said about them. Uh, they, they really, from, from the time that we touched down in Albany, uh, to the time that we came back with the gold, it, it was, we were machines. It was like a, it was like a hockey think tank, uh, for that amount of time. Cause we didn't have a whole lot of time. Right. Um, but like, like I said, expectations wise, I am glad we found the coffee shop. That was key. That was a big one for me. <laughs>
2: So let me let me ask you this about just um, generally about the, the ACHA because you talk about being with with Mike Rivera and, and Gary Estalos and yourselves and even though you guys are battling throughout the season on different teams and trying to, to get the best positioning and then, you know and then you compete against these guys in the national tournament when it's all said and done though the ACHA it just seems like it's one big a happy family almost. It seems like everybody gets along and roots for each other's success because ultimately that's what makes the league stronger as a whole. When when you have these, all these teams that have a good success.
3: Oh yeah, for, for sure. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. Like we're all competitors, right? right? Like there, we all want, we all want to, to be holding the trophy at, at the end of the year. Uh, but there, you know, there is that, you know, how, you know, if I, you know, offhanded, you know, how do you, how do you win gold medals with guys and not form. them I mean, honestly, we're, we're friends, um, you, know, you know, they'll take my calls, I'll take their calls, pick their brains, um, you know, different approaches, uh, different thought processes. It's, it's uh, you're constantly learning and, and through that you become friends and you start to root for each other. And I think, I think that dynamic, um, you know, even with the search committee and, and the guys that were involved there's there is still that i mean we're not uh, it's not like a cutthroat thing it's it's you're a competitor but you're you're all in this fraternity and that's a cool thing to be a part of
1: frank tell us a little bit about what you saw on the ice from this group of guys because gary and michael have also given us their side of that how these guys came together how they became a unit of one and at the end end was the unit of one holding gold
3: yeah i mean i think from the onset and this speaks to to really gary and mike's uh you know putting this together from from team bonding when we touched down in albany uh straight through the entire tournament you know there is a there obviously there's an element of getting comfortable with each other um and i think you know, Gary and, 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 and ribs and our staff did a pretty good job of, I don't want to say doing icebreakers, but essentially that's what they were. Um, and, and, you know, we all got to sit down and you could see it progress, uh, you know, day, day one in practice, day two on the ice and guys kind of, I don't want to say break the walls down, but be, be more comfortable with each other. And And it's, it sounds uh, I, I don't know, cliche, but really culture wins. And, and Gary, you know, we, we sat down, uh, with myself, Gary Riz where like, we came up with this, uh, uh, gold standard, uh, kind of uh, culture for, uh, for the short time that we were together. Um, so for me, um, I think being on the ice that first day at practice, it was, they were locked in. Um, and and we have good, we have good players. Like we, we have guys that played at, at some very high levels uh, of hockey and through juniors and and in college. And it was, you know, we were snapping pucks around tape to tape. Guys were talking, like we were excited to be there. You know, you're representing the USA. And um, that was really kind of, I want to say, you know, our first practice, the pace, the pace was, was unreal. And it wasn't like, you know, guys had to uh, familiarize themselves as much. It was like one language, and and it was let's go, let's push it. Um, and I think, I think really when it clicked, um, and it, we were actually in Romania, and it it all made sense because we looked around. We were in the lunch room, and uh, Colin Baird came up. And we were, Rivs and and Gary and I, we were looking at all the tables and there are obviously multiple teammates from particular teams on the team. And at that point, I forget the specifics of the conversation, but essentially none of them were sitting together at the same tables. Um, They were all together. They were all, uh, I I guess, breaking those walls down and just being comfortable with each other. And, And to be fair, that had to happen quickly. Uh, cause we didn't have enough or we didn't have much time. Uh, and that was really, it, it was an off the ice thing, but it translated directly onto the ice.
2: All right. I'm okay. See- you've been
3: oh, around
1: yes, this got- group, of, a lot of them and, um, Oh, Steven, go ahead. Matt.
2: No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: No, I was just uh, I was just telling uh, or just going to tell Frank that uh, he's seen a lot of these guys
0: Hard.
3: Guys I lost I lost you there for a second you cut out
2: oh, what? maybe i maybe scott cut out the first second i'll i'll, I'll okay. just i'll go ahead and jump in and ask then um okay. about about your your season in general t- turning out to to to, to you, the, the team that you do coach in the regular season and in, during the season and that's in indiana uh, tech uh tell us a little bit about how last season went for you Obviously, you got to make the national tournament again and you know came up short which is obviously not what you want but uh, just overall how you feel like you you, you had a season wise
3: yeah, I think uh, for for you know for our purposes at Indiana Tech, we we had a solid season. Um, I think that when you talk about the national tournament, um, it's uh, it's a grind. And you know, our, our first game when you when you get matched up, uh, it's it's one of those things where you try to prepare as much as you can. It's so much different for us for for our conference, and and it makes. It. I don't want to. Our conference is difficult from the perspective that we play each team four times. So by the time that third game comes around, each team knows everything that you do. Um, So it it makes that conference schedule a a grind. And we were able to win the regular season title, stumbled a bit in the conference tournament, Um, but once it came down to it, you know, we get into the national tournament. And, and you don't have, uh, I guess, that familiarity, right? Which I think can be a good thing because it keeps you on your toes from a coach's and player's perspective. So we, so we ended up playing uh, Maryville, and John does a great job with his team, and, and that was a, a game that was really back and forth. I, I can't uh, – I want to say it was maybe six to three was the final, but it, it was uh, kind of punch counter punch for a while. Uh, with with that game and then you know you roll into and and this is the grind piece of it you know you roll into Minot and you know Minot being who they are and and you know having their unfinished business I think our guys came out and tried to throw caution to the wind I mean Minot's a, they're a great hockey club uh, you know for us I think our guys played really well uh, you know when you go into a one-shot game uh, and you lose an over against a team like that, uh, you, you just pat your guys on the back. I mean, they they gave everything they had. We, we had a player actually literally give everything he, he, he could, and he severed his Achilles tendon uh, in the Maryville game. And, like, these were kinds of things that we would have to manage over the course of past season. We had a player, obviously your injuries and everything, another player uh, tears ACL. Um, and, and so like these things that our guys battled through, I was I was very proud of of how I handled that type of adversity uh for the season.
1: Yeah, good stuff. Uh, I don't know if you guys can still hear me. I'm I'm drifting in and out here. It's on me because <laughs> I'm, having, I'm having some internet connections here in my hotel in Palm Springs. Gary, I don't know if you've been to Palm Springs, but where I'm at, it's uh, like 40-mile-an-hour winds all the time. <laughs> There's wind turbines out here that, uh, that are there for a reason, I guess.
3: I can hear you now. You're clear.
1: Okay. Uh, so I'm kind of coming in and out. But uh, I don't know if you heard of my last question, but I was just asking you, what it's like to experience coaching guys that you maybe competed against and did you find out different things uh, about those guys um that you were surprised
3: i I don't want to say it it was surprising uh from from just coaching them i was i was appreciative of all of their efforts um and there there was elements of like so we played a lot of games uh, in, in a short amount of time in Romania. So there was an element of trying to manage minutes, uh, especially for guys that, uh, some of them hadn't, uh, played a game in, in about a month, I think is what it ended up being. Uh, so there was, there was kind of that aspect of it, but what I appreciated probably the most was their communication. Like, uh, me being in the role that I was, uh, I kind of took the approach of, Hey, talk to me, you know, what are you, you know, let's talk about things. And, and, uh, Gary asked me with my comfort level, like, wh- you know, how am I on, on working the D door? And I, I was fine with it. Uh, and coaching those guys on the back end, uh, all of those guys were so talented It made, you know, doing that so easy. Uh, and, and the feedback that, that we would get was simple. I, I mean, there was nothing like, we were all speaking the same language. Um, it, talking about guys that you, you're, I guess, competing against and things like that is you have a perspective of, oh man, this guy, like when you're competing against them is okay. How do we, how do we, you know, approach this when he's on the ice and you know, are there matchups and things like that? Um, and then you chat with him; It gives you a different appreciation for kind of them as a person. And uh, I, you know, he's in our conference, but, but Brennan West, him, and I had had some smiles and some laughs about some things uh and and what a what a great guy and family he's he's a part of um so i i I don't want to i i already had appreciation for him but he was a guy that i hadn't really dove into talking wise if if that kind of makes sense um but it was it was good to see that he was having fun the way that he was have like he was out there and he was really enjoying himself which was good um you know we we just had we had some side conversations just about the conference and things like that which we could connect on um but you know uh other than like all, we all spoke the same language so you have like i said that appreciation of like guys you there is no their motors are going and there's no like trying to pump them up like you're just like all right this is what we're gonna do yes sir let's get after it and and we're good to go uh so i think I'm thankful for their efforts, maybe more so than than what I did on the bench on the back end.
2: Where uh, where did you put your medal? Uh, where did you put
3: that? In <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, honestly, right now, uh, uh, it, it's got to be upstairs somewhere. Uh, so they, uh, I don't know if, if Revs and, and Gary said so. They did. They gave the coaches jerseys, which was I I didn't expect that at all uh really cool yeah, so my he, he client, did
2: mention that too yeah you guys got jerseys that's cool
3: yeah so I, I, the uh, some of this shadow boxes i'm gonna get a shadow box uh and put like a medal. i'm probably gonna blow up a picture of there's a really cool picture of us as uh a staff and then there's another really cool team picture i'm gonna try to get a shadow box and try to put all that stuff in there yeah i uh,
2: think did- I, I think is not that what i think i Either yeah that's what gary, I was like gary I said, said yeah yeah gary said that he was going to do something similar if not the same thing so that's cool
1: okay oh, so nice. uh, frank i want to jump back to uh the uh the ACHA because uh, as i as i started the show with uh you know we do this because we're trying to help grow the game and uh over the last seven years of doing this it'll be eight years now starting in august um this I've seen growth beyond belief in the ACHA. And um we had Coach Berman on talking some NCAA stuff, and we talked about um the way there's a cross-pollination between ACHA and, and NCAA now and how it's helping to grow. But tell me a little bit of your thoughts about how good this has gotten both on and off the ice, because some of the teams, the top 20. Top twenty-five carry themselves like an NCAA program, even though they're at the ACHA M one.
3: Yeah, I mean, the, the, I think I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but I read something uh, late later last week, and basically they said coming out of COVID, the ACHA has gotten really better. Uh, re, you know, uh, the talent has increased, and I would argue that it was. Trending that way even before COVID, I would say even in the last ten years, uh, I've seen really high end hockey being played at the ACHA level, and yeah, I mean realistically M two, there's some better better teams there too. Um, so, but you know, for M one, I mean, you have scenarios where uh, your staff is full time and and they're recruiting and they they put things you know, uh, recruit packages together for, for players. And they're out there beating the bushes, just like NCAA teams do as well. And I think that as uh, maybe I referenced this earlier, there's, there's, there definitely is a talent glut from a player's perspective. And there's only so many NCAA D one teams. There's only so many NCAA D three teams. And so what happens to, to the rest. Uh, and I think, I think M one is, is a a fantastic option when you're talking, especially if you're talking the top 20, there's really good hockey teams. Uh, And even 20 to 25, uh, you know, there, there could be a case for them. I mean, there's, we're in a situation where, uh, there's so many good players. They can kind of pick and choose where they want to go based on, uh, you know what they want to see academically. What kind of hockey experience they want. What kind of uh, campus experience they want. Like there's there's so many options anymore, and and there are a lot more players than that. I, I don't want to say a rising tide raises all boats, but it like that's really what's happening. Um, you know you're you're seeing you know you know if you if you chat with with Coach Berman, I mean there's the the Arizona State effect, and and you know they have their game. Arizona this this year and you know that's that's great that's fantastic I want to say my not does my not play Denver and maybe maybe UNLV Colorado is, College is it Colorado College Colorado yeah.
1: College in Denver on the weekend yep
3: yeah so I mean there's that's fantastic uh, and that's that just goes to show like and really from a from a player's standpoint there's more options than ever I mean, uh, you know, coming in and playing in, you know, I, I, I tell these guys now anymore, pre-internet, like when I played, uh, you didn't have like the options were limited, uh, coming out of junior or what, like now it's, it's, there are really good options all over the place that are, uh, ran and operated, uh, at a, an NCAA like level. And I mean, that's just good for the players.
1: Frank, the other thing that that, um, kind of piggybacking off uh, Coach Berman, but uh, before the tournament, I I was down in Tucson and talking to his players a little bit about what they expected out of the national tournament and all of that. And uh, Captain Jesse Lowell, who I know is on your roster um, (laughs) uh, with Team USA, he he looked me right in the eye, well, he said, "Win, lose, or draw at the national tournament." I've already told Coach Berman that because I have a fifth year, I'm coming back for it. I don't yeah. want to miss this experience, and I'm sure you got a chance to see what Jesse Lowell is like on the ice for Team USA.
3: Oh man, what what a beast and and a great guy. Uh, he he was the team got like salt of the earth. He he did everything that we asked him to do uh, from from a role standpoint. Matt, like he's I'm not, I don't want to use the term loosely, but he was a, he was a beast and blocking shots, doing the little things, generating scoring chances. And he, I mean, he didn't have an overabundance of minutes. Um, so I, I would have to imagine that uh, Chad's probably pretty happy about that.
1: Yeah. Thrilled to be, uh, to be honest, but <laughs> I just thought that that's, you know when those opportunities opportunities come up um players at every level whether it's ncaa or acha are taking advantage of it because they just don't want this to end do they
3: no yeah and and especially when you have a good situation like he's in a good situation good coaching i mean the, there's a, a it's it's something that the players want to be a part of it's a viable option um, you know, it's, it's changed from, you know, however long ago when, you know, when you think of ACHA, one, uh, as, as club, it's not that, uh, it, it is, it is legitimate and, and it's good to see players like Jess, like if he's going to come back for a fifth, like, great, do it. Why not? Um, I mean, I'm all for that. Uh, I mean, it's going to be a, an amazing experience for him for sure. And, and it's part of something that as a player, he built, he has to build to, right? Um, so, you know, for me, I, you know, it's, it's great to hear. I, I'm sure that he knew to a degree ahead of time. I'm sure that they kept it in house, um, a, a, until a, a formal announcement was made. But, uh, yeah, great for him. Why not? I'm, I'm looking forward to watching that.
2: Okay. Uh, so tell us a little bit about your roster makeup this year, how many players got your who's coming back maybe some some new guys that you maybe are excited about bringing in just maybe as you guys are preparing for this upcoming season here in a few months uh
3: yes i mean the graduation uh hit us pretty hard with with uh who we lose this year um you know and it is what it's it's the way that these things work we 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 try to have guys make sure that they understand that, you know, we are, this is a degree generating and, uh, you know, uh, venture. Like you, <laughs> we want you to graduate too. It's not just all about hockey. Um, so uh, we do lose uh, some points up front with Cam Chabot and Matt Krasny and, and Fabian Grankfest. uh They all did graduate. And on the back end, we're, we're losing uh, Axel Lowe. We're losing Alex Potter uh, and Cole. Ball. Uh, were kind of the mainstays um, you know on the back end uh, so the, the, they'll be missed and and you know as far as recruiting goes it's it's ongoing. Um, we do have a couple guys coming in and and that uh, they're I don't want to say um, you can't replace guys that graduate you, you bring guys in and you kind of work with them and develop them and and you you hope that they can, they can be as productive and, and as good as teammates and everything that we, we want to see here at Indiana Tech as warriors uh, and, and produce kind of that. We call it the warrior way uh, within our program. So, uh, you know, recruiting, again, is ongoing. We're, I'm not going to highlight anybody specific necessarily at this point, um, but we are just about done. Uh, I, I have a little bit more left. Uh, but, you know, we have the schedule finalized and everything. Like I said before, uh, I, we were able to get Maryville on the schedule. We were able to get Adrian on the schedule So for during the regular season, uh, which is good. So uh, just thinking off the top of my head, I want to say that we also ran Valley uh, on the schedule at the beginning of the year um i don't have it i should know this right um there <laughs> we, we, we should, put you on the spot That's yeah, it's, okay. it's, uh, <laughs> so it's it's uh, i want to say we have uh states uh on the schedule we do kind of a homecoming thing um we have purdue northwest oh man i'm gonna get in trouble because i'm not gonna say someone and I'm gonna get a phone call. <laughs> Just
1: tell them to go uh, to the website. Take a look <laughs> when it's up there. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, no kidding. Uh, and I don't want to not mention anybody, but it, you know, I think we we this year again, kind of with our the way our conference shakes out, um, we were able to to start to get that crossover in non conference more. So you know, from a ranking perspective, you know, hey, look, it takes the human element out of it. Uh, you know, the computers are the computers. And uh, we talked to our guys about you know they get really worried about rankings and, and all of that and the bottom line is you win the games that are in front of you. Uh, you know control what you can control uh, and then you know go from there. so and that was one of the things one of the things that I think towards the end of last year we started to, to figure out, um in the in the conference tournament you know concordia had a great they played us really hard uh and and they knocked us out of the conference tournament and dearborn ended up winning so the way our conference tournament works is uh whoever wins the previous year uh, hosts the following year so uh we have to go out to dearborn for for the conference tournament this year which is kind of cool because you know for me i get to see a lot of family and friends you know they come out to the games which is sort of a homecoming so that that's kind of You know, towards the end of the season. Um, But yeah, you know, for us, we're going to have, we're going to have an adjustment there at the, at the early part of the season uh, with some new guys coming in. Um, And then, you know, hopefully we can just hit the ground running.
1: All right, Frank, final one for me is um, when we look at the uh, NCAA portal, it's just craziness with all the players that are are in there. And (laughs) what we're finding out now is that there aren't any spots for them. And I talked to coach Zombo about this. I said, what's the difference in recruiting between ACHA and NCAA? He said, well, he said, NCAA is just, you're done sooner. But then he said, there's a bunch of guys that are left over for the ACHA. And I think that number is growing. Is that, is that, a uh, truthful statement.
3: Uh, I would. That's that would be accurate. Um, and, and I don't know how much you know, Gary or, or Rivs divulge. I, I mean, towards the end of the year, we do field uh, multiple calls from guys from NCAA schools that are looking to transfer. Um, and and you know, we just we have to uh, you know be selective with those guys. Uh, you know, some, some of them sometimes are guys that we recruited and and chose maybe, uh, an NCAA school and, you know, then they, they get there and they find out that it wasn't maybe what they thought in their mind and then they call us. So I, I, I would say that that's an accurate statement and, and it's not, uh, from a, we're not poaching anybody. I mean, it's, it's one of those scenarios where. You know, they reach out to you and you just kind of you follow up and you follow whatever process you have to follow uh, in order to speak with them and and see that that's a good fit for your program.
1: Yeah, and I certainly didn't mean that. I My, my thought was that there's just so many guys in the portal that mm-hmm. I think they think they're going to be a, a spot for them at the NCAA level and then all of a sudden there isn't. And uh, because there's so many good players, they need a place to go. And um, it, it looks like that's a benefit to ACHA programs.
3: Yeah, I, I would I would agree. I would agree. It does benefit. And, and, you know, like we were talking about a little bit earlier, probably, I don't know, I don't want to say raises the profile, but, you know, there uh, definitely increases kind of the compete level. Um, and when you're talking about, when, when these kids are are contacting schools that are, you know, operated similar to NCAA, there's really no, uh, you know, when you're stepping into that kind of structure, there's no difference. So, I mean, you know, uh, for us, you know, we're, we're on the ice almost every day of the week, you know, you know, 30 to 34 games before playoffs. That's the type of thing that I think those types of guys are looking for. Like, I don't want to say that they're more serious, but like they, they're, they're driven by, I want a legit hockey experience kind of thing. So there's that piece to it. So I, I would say that that statement's that that's fair. All
1: right, Stephen, I don't know if you got one final one. Otherwise I'm going to let coach uh, give us his sales pitch on why a play would be, I didn't. No, let him, let, him give us
2: his, give us, let him give us his sales pitch.
3: <laughs> oh, uh, you put me on the spot here again. Did you, you, uh, program oh what,
2: just what yeah, just what is what is so great about so, guys' program why do you uh, want to come here? it's yeah. easy
3: for you to know
1: that. i mean what does a kid want to come and play for that mm-hmm.
3: i mean you know from a from a school standpoint from a quality of life standpoint you know indiana tech's located in fort wayne it's the second largest city uh in the state of indiana uh, you can get to indianapolis in two hours you can get to chicago in just under three you can get Detroit. And under three, there's, there are things to do here. It's a town of 300,000 plus people, you know, from a hockey standpoint, I think it's kind of a diamond in the rough. Uh, We have the ECHL Comets here uh, and and there's going to
2: bring that up. They they were Kelly cup champions a couple of years ago. I think former uh, affiliate of the golden Knights here in Vegas. So
3: absolutely, absolutely. And, and uh, you get to know kind of their coaching staff pretty well. Um, I know, uh, Benny Boudreau and his son, like, you know, our sons had learned to skate together, you know, they skated together. So it, that from that, uh, I guess, I, I don't want to say uh, hockey community. It is pretty tight knit. Like it's, it's pretty interesting. The Comets skate at, at our facility, uh, cause the Coliseum is a, it's an event center. So they'll practice sometimes, uh, and, and we'll get to watch and, and that's a, that's a pretty cool aspect too, cause uh there's exposure for you know us as coaches like hey what, what are they running today you know is it a system you know different drills or anything like that um but that that's a really cool dynamic when we get to pick their brains uh uh so and, and from a hockey standpoint um you know we're we're fully funded uh so there there isn't kind of a player due scenario uh at indiana tech uh you know we're on the ice every day we're off ice uh, in the weight room two days a week. We do have film during the week. Uh, we are primarily as a school engineering, uh, and a lot of our guys uh, go the business route too. Uh, but we also have other majors like criminal justice and, and biology and, and health sciences also. Uh, so I think, you know, from that perspective, we're in a really good spot. Our athletic department is very competitive as a whole. Uh, we just won the, uh, what's called the Learfield Cup in the NAIA. Uh, and the Learfield Cup is uh, essentially uh, a gauge of of how good your athletic programs are throughout the nation within your particular governing body. Um, so I think that speaks more so from a hockey perspective to the commitment that the school and the athletic department has here. Um, I want to say that uh, the other schools that won Learfield Cups in D one it was Stanford. I want to say in NCAA D two was Grand Valley State up Rapids or Allendale, um, and I think NCAA D three was John Johns Hopkins, and then NAI was Indiana Tech. So, uh, you know, if if guys are looking for uh, a quality place to play from a hockey standpoint, it's taken seriously by the the school, the athletic department, uh, and and quality you know academics at the school. Uh, you know, I think Indiana Tech is a fantastic option.
1: Frank, thanks so much for staying up late with us and coming on. And uh, we're gonna have you on again if you're okay when we get uh, closer to the season time and the season. Because, uh,
3: yep, guy, I, I uh, you guys cut out again. Sorry about oh. that.
2: Yeah, no, I I'll just I'll just add on to that. And uh, yeah, so Indiana Tech. Say we'll have you on. Again. Oh,
1: really yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm coming in and out here. My <laughs> my bad on that. I'm going to try to the get Internet through this and get great. our partners it's on there. So, <laughs> Yeah, I hear you. Uh, I'm going to try to get, the, get our partners in there, and then Steve and I will be back to wrap up another episode of the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast. We'll be right back.
0: Championship, pedigree, world-class coaching, 1st class facilities are all a part of the ACHA experience at Adrian College. The Bulldogs look to raise their third national championship banner in the last five years at Arrington Ice Arena, one of the best facilities in all college hockey. Get a big school hockey feel with all of the educational advantages of a private education. For more information, go to adrianbulldogs.com or adrian.edu. Oklahoma Sooners Hockey. Celebrating 20 years of big hits, 20 years of big saves, and 20 years of big goals. Go to OUHockey.net and get your season or single game tickets to see the Sooners take on national powers, Minot State, Missouri State, and of course, rival Central Oklahoma. Single game tickets are just $10 a piece, while OU students and staff are free with their ID. Youth hockey players are also free if they wear their jerseys. 20 years of Oklahoma Sooners Hockey. The action you crave, only faster. Play at the premier ACHA D1 men's program on the East Coast and prepare yourself for life and career at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia. Sellout crowds, top competition, and championship aspirations await you on our picturesque campus. With state-of-the-art facilities, gifted faculty, and over 700 programs of study, help you make an impact on and off the ice as well as your community training as a champion for christ if your faith in yourself and your beliefs are equally as strong see if liberty hockey and liberty university is right for you visit us at liberty.edu So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, and they're ready for their next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. UNLV Rebel Hockey, located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, is proud to partner with ICM Hockey Southwest. As a premier ACHA Division I university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today.
3: Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that, and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegris.
0: And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Gensel, Gensel. banks Gensel. it towards
3: the goalie score. Gail McCarr. Gail McCarr. He scores. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey.
0: Oh, my f***ing Visit and follow at college hockey. When you put on that Central Oklahoma Broncos jersey, you represent a championship culture on the ice and in the classroom. Two-time ACHA M1 National Champions, four-time WCHL Champions, and named a Best in the West college by US News and World Report, UCO hits all of the benchmarks for an elite college hockey experience. Our Edmond, Oklahoma campus, which is just minutes from downtown Oklahoma City, has over 100 areas of study and over 200 student organizations to help you find your fit. Whether it's our stunning 210-acre campus or our NCAA-level hockey environment, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com and see if Oklahoma's Metropolitan University is for you. Welcome back to another segment of ITHSW. American Collegiate Hockey Top 20.
1: All right, welcome back. Hopefully that uh, I am back, and hopefully you can hear me because uh, I've had some internet issues tonight, which is uh, the beauty of live podcasting and, of course, the uh, technology world. But Scott Strandy with you in Pal- Palm My call Stephen, can you still hear me?
2: Yes, every other word or so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Great. That's okay. Great. That's just wonderful. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get through anyway.
2: these last four minutes or so. We'll get through these last four minutes or so.
1: Uh, anyway, uh, our our deep appreciation for Frank Christopher coming on and talking about Indiana Tech hockey. Um, unbelievable what he's done. You know me. I was all over it uh, with the ranking situation. I was going like, how can this team be this many wins and be where they were at, and um, you know he doesn't hold any grudges against anybody. It's like we'll just go play the games, and when we get to the national tournament, we'll take uh, uh, my state to overtime. How about that?
2: Yeah, that's. I mean, that's what the. I mean, I, that was always what's interesting, and was going to ask him this, and we could ask him another time. But just you know, and I, I, I mean, you know, when we talk about getting into the tournament, uh, obviously where you rank can be important because if you're in that top four you know you get a little supposedly a little bit of an easier path because you get the you get one game then you get a day in between then you play again so you get a little bit of more rest uh, if you're the five through 12 that's probably the well if you're the 13 through the 20 spots that's the hardest path is you don't get any days off and you have to play an extra game or so uh, but if you're 5 through twelve um, I think if you're anywhere in that in that set it's it's probably a little bit of a uh, it doesn't really make a difference. I guess for matchup wise, it, it can be uh, important but um, it's just a matter of getting in and you know, I mean, if you're in that top four, which is very tough to do I mean, more teams, more more often than not, you're not going to be in the top four then, you know, 5-12 is probably where you where you want to fall, obviously we know the difference between that and then the 13-20, so um, you know, I yeah, I mean, they, they probably deserved a better better ranking, but you know, I mean, again, you know, it, there's a lot of factors. Well, that. for them
1: to move up, you can take somebody out, right?
2: Right. Yeah, I mean. So, um, they, they schedule, the other thing that I like, like about. yeah, and... go ahead. No, I'm just going to say they schedule. Uh, their schedule usually has a lot of games on there, so it gives them an opportunity to build a, a good record. And, and, you know, some teams play fewer games. And. You know that's always because some teams play more games than others and sometimes you wonder how that affects things too
1: exactly well uh the other thing that i really enjoy and i'll kind of end it uh, on this note um every time we have a coach on from a different school we find out more about the different schools themselves in the ACHA, and I think that's pretty cool because you got a big university like Arizona state or Arizona, and then you got small university like, uh, Adrian and, um, kind of a middle of the road in Liberty and Indiana tech. But you find out that, that players go there to play hockey, but to get an education in a specific area. And certainly Indiana tech is, is high on the tech list. I mean, when Frank is talking about the Learfield award, that is, uh, it's quite an honor when you're mentioned with John Hopkins and Stanford and people like that.
2: Yes. Uh, I, I, I was just going to say, if, if you've got any eligibility left and, and feel like you want to pursue engineering, uh, Indiana Tech may be the school for you, Scott
1: yeah i am all lot of en- el- eligibility <laughs> right now i'm all out of em- <laughs> anyway um what, hey, what a great
2: start, both start with the letter e so i mean
1: <laughs> right and what a great what a great conversation um i love talking hockey as you know we we talk about this all the time but how can we do stuff all summer long well this is because you have great people that want to come on and talk about their programs and about the game. And, um, uh, the other thing, and I'll, I'll kind of end my off season. Uh, no, I'll, I'll, I'll stop. I was, on.
2: I was getting excited here. The NHL is <laughs> no, over. We no, got a days of the call Cup come I was looking forward to taking no, someone's there's off. There's no, there's
1: no days <laughs> off. Uh, I think Bill Belichick said that no days off. So anyway, <laughs> um, I will say that, uh, um, you know, that the opportunity to, to do this is, is, it's truly an honor and a blessing, and we really enjoy it. Um, the coaches, the coaches that we get on, the players that we get on, all of that—we um, I, I, I do it, and uh, it's a—it's uh, a thrill, um, you know. To have hockey, meaningful hockey, going on in June is is a bonus, um, and you know what? Um, the ACHA getting very, very close. The final thing and uh, on, on the conversation was. Can you believe how similar their stories were about Romania? I mean, it was almost like a replay in, uh, three interviews.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, th- I just obviously, that means that it was true, the experience that they had. We didn't hear different perspectives on things, so obviously everything was very positive and, and was a great experience, so that must be the case. Uh, and they all really enjoyed working with each other, and they enjoyed working with the group that they had. And uh, I think that was that was good to see. And yeah, it was very, very similar in their story. So uh, great, great minds think alike, I guess.
1: I guess so. Speaking of that, great mind, take us away. Uh,
2: before I do that, because we're going to talk about our partners here, I want to mention this about uh, Jesse Ray's barbecue. Oh,
1: thank you. Yes, thank you.
2: Uh, and you had a chance to go by there, and uh, and, and why don't you fill? It? So let me fill in on what happened here. This is a from a News Three Las, Las Vegas uh, here locally, uh, talking about this. They, uh, say, you know, talking about it being a total loss. Uh, it was a fire that broke out there early Tuesday morning. Um, and then, they, of course, they talk about the Twitter account that had the uh, the tweet about uh, the Valley View location, uh, which is what their first location was. They've just recently opened a location in Henderson, but uh, obviously their, their original location uh, had a fire. Still don't know what the cause of that fire is. The fire department is still uh, investigating it, but it was a report of smoke from the building just about uh, 1230 a.m. Tuesday morning. And But uh, the, also the important thing to know is that there was uh, no uh, nobody in the building at at that hour, obviously it was overnight, so nobody was in the building at that time, thankfully. Um, so, uh, but but sad news for them. But you had a chance to go by there, so I'll let you fill us in on on that and, and just your thoughts about Jesse Reyes. because you, you they've been kind of a partner with us since
1: almost the beginning. Since the very beginning, since the very beginning, and uh, yeah, you're right. I did first. I went to Henderson and uh, gave uh, my condolences, if you will, the, the inconveniences and things, and there because there's people at work there, right? Are not. Placed a little bit uh, um so hopefully that that's not a big issue I just wanted to go in there and show my support i got some food and um got out of there and then i drove by the 5611 um south valley view boulevard address and um the building was still standing but it was red caution tape around it and you could tell uh, i took a few pictures that there was some severe damage mike was uh they believe an electrical fire that um pretty much a total loss on the inside of the building i'm guessing um, you know, really see it on the outside, but, uh, that would probably require some, some rebuilding from the ground up if that's what they choose to do. One other thing I want to throw out there I, I encourage people to go, sh- go, uh, get your food at Henderson. Go over there if you haven't been there in, in your Vegas, go there and get some food and, and just show your support. Uh, for- uh, uh no way did I, intend on that ever being like a go fund me and mike made it clear that uh, they, they aren't starting to go fund me they don't want to go fund me and if anybody sees that out there i just want to reiterate that it is not funds going to uh to jesse ray's barbecue so anyway um yeah i uh my thoughts and prayers go out to them because it's always hard man that's your livelihood and thankfully they had the second building to you know to kind of rely on but you know what there's people that worked at Valley View. And there's Mike uh, and his equipment and all of that stuff I have to be dealt with. So hopefully the insurance is going to pick it up.
2: Yeah, I mean that's what you got insurance for. So hopefully they have that. But yeah, the employees that work there, um, hopefully maybe there's some they can maybe get something over at the Henderson location and, and work there, continue to work there
1: on the air because um, I can't hear anything. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, we're still on the air. You're st- I'm here. I'm here. But uh, yes, uh, we uh, we'll be thinking about them and hopefully they can. Uh, the location. Okay, all right. Well, take it away
1: before we run here in Lulee. <laughs> okay.
2: okay. From the Summer Skate Studios, this is the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 podcast presented by IceTimeHockeyWest.com. Liberty University, bring your faith and your game to the premier ACHA M one program on the East Coast. See us at liberty.edu. Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com with three Valley locations and across the country at BehindTheMask.com. We keep you supplied with all of the gear you need all season long. University of Central Oklahoma, first-class experience on and off the ice. For more information, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, as we mentioned. Lunch, catering, dining in or out, or just getting our award-winning barbecue sauce. Well, we'll mention the Henderson location. They're at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. Uh, UNLV Hockey. Follow the Skate and Rebels Championship Quest. For schedule and ticket information, go to rebelhockey.com Topgolf. Reserve a bay or a meeting room for your next corporate outing at topgolf.com Adrian College. Championship hockey culture and a nationally rated small private school education at adrianbulldogs.com Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. With Caesars Rewards, members can enjoy rates as low as $10 a room. University of Arizona Hockey. Visit ArizonaWildcatHockey.org and become part of one of the West's most historic hockey programs. Summer Skates. Order your custom koozies or shower shoes at SummerSkates.com and show off your game in style. San Diego State Hockey. Sun, sand, and hockey, as well as a top flight education at SDSU.edu or SDSUHockey.com. Jets Pizza. Go to JetsPizza.com to find one of our over 400 locations in 20 states nationwide. University Hockey, the action you crave, only faster at OUHockey.net. The American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast is a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network and is live on the Podbean app and is available on your favorite podcast platform at ITHSW Podcast, all one word. Again, search ITHSW Podcast, all one word. Rate, subscribe, and review any of our podcasts to help others find the show
1: all right very well done my friend i'm still on the air i take it <laughs> all right we'll say good night with little roger klein the peacemakers de niro but before that a big thank you to frank Cristofaro, the head coach at indiana tech for joining us and talking a little warrior hockey and team usa hockey and romania we got all of it in so uh we are a very
2: uh, international show today. <laughs>
1: exactly we love it uh, stay tuned for another great show next week tomorrow night steven and i will be live on the uh, pro hockey west report as we break down um the uh, stanley cup final and also the calder cup finals as uh, we'll be on after the show tomorrow so i don't even know if i told you that yet but we'll be on after the game tomorrow how about that
2: yeah i like it all right we'll do a little, right. po- we'll little post game
1: absolutely all right good night everybody